0: Hi, folks. Jason Crane here reminding you about the 100 by 300 campaign. The idea is to get 100 members by the 300th show. Membership is easy. You can do it in one lump sum each year or month to month for as little as 10 bucks a month or $110 a year. If you choose one of the higher levels, particularly the $500 a year or $50 a month level, you'll be mentioned On every single show, you'll be an official sponsor of The Jazz Session. The 100 by 300 campaign, visit thejazzsession.com slash join to become a member today. Once again, that's com slash join. Basic hip. Welcome to the Jazz Session. I'm Jason Crane. The Jazz Session is presented by AllaboutJazz.com, the web's leading source for jazz news, reviews, MP3 downloads, and more. Every episode of this show is available for free at thejazzsession.com, though, of course, that will only continue to be true if you support the show by becoming a member, which you can do for as little as 10 bucks a month or $110 a year. And I have to believe, if you're listening to this show right now and you enjoy the kind of in-depth interviews that you hear on the Jazz Session, I have to believe that $10 a month is, is a low enough amount that you can find your way to assigning at least that much value to this program. And if that's the case, then please do become a member and help keep these interviews coming to you for years to come. At the top of the show here, I want to thank the Respect Sextet for the theme music. They're online at respectsextet.com. Thanks also to Dave Vrabel, who designed the show's logo, and he is at twitter.com slash Dave Vrabel, V-R-A-B-E-L. Back in, I think it was 2009, uh, Faye Victor released Free Song Suite, which was my top album for the year in the one and I think only year of the jazz session that I've done that kind of album ranking. It's an amazing record, and it turned me on to a singer who is really worth following. She is always involved in incredibly interesting projects, as I think you'll hear from today's interview. Her most recent CD is called Kaiso Stories, and we're going to hear the opening track. Yeah. guest is Faye Victor, and she's got a number of projects. It's great to have you back on the show. Thanks for coming back.
1: Thanks for having me, Jason. It's great.
0: And it's nice to have you in person. Last time we had uh, a phone connection, and and now you're right here. So uh, you're involved in a a ton of stuff that's going on these days. I really always love uh, following the various and really varied projects that you're a part (laughs) of. Um, One we can talk about is this new record on on Silk Heart. And the the very first thing you can do is um, teach us how to... uh, Pronounce the first word in the title and talk a little bit about its derivation, which is pretty interesting.
1: Okay. Kaiso uh, is, uh, and Kaiso is sort of, um, well, actually, the, 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 the exact derivation is not really, sh- we're not sure, but they think it's from the Hausa language, and it's sort of to mean an uh, exclamation of bravo, or, uh, or uh, and so, but it's been, it sort of was the precursor word for calypso. Uh, certainly in the Caribbean, in Trinidad and Tobago, so and even a lot of Trinidadians still say kaiso, just you know, as a meaning of talk, talking about it, and everyone knows what it means, but it's not really used in the in sort of in the, when people are describing calypsos, it's not really used, but it, it's used, let's say. Um, uh, oh my god. That I was like an, one these an rec-
0: expletive or something. Not uh, an expletive,
1: but like collo- in a colloquial way. Okay. like Yeah, in a casual way it's, it's, it's used. But um, uh, but but it, it was called Kaiso before it was called uh, Calypso. Okay. But, yeah. I don't know if that's a good enough explanation. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I followed it, so. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, the, uh, the album is Kaiso Stories, yes. and uh, it features other dimensions in music uh, and you. And yes. the, even though the story of how the album came to exist at all is pretty yeah. interesting. Can you talk about how this happened?
1: Yeah, it's, um, it's kind of an amazing story. Um, Lars uh, Gust- uh, Olaf Gustafsson, who owns uh, card Records, just happened to stumble into a gig of mine uh, some years ago in, in, uh, in Midtown. And uh, we had never met, but uh, he came up to me, and we started talking, and he really liked what he heard, and he th- said at, th- at that moment that he would be interested in doing something. And at that moment, I was, actually, I was about to bring out the first Faye Victor ensemble record. And, uh, but he wanted to do something more experimental, and you know, we've been, we were talking about things for a while, what to do. And then he visited the Vision Festival in 2009. And uh, and he thought then it would be great to do something with other dimensions in music. And I love the idea immediately, but I also kind of thought, hmm, uh, I'm not so sure they would be so into it. You know, <laughs> <I mean? laughs> they're like they've been together for God, it's since the early '70s as a group, and and they've never uh, done a project with a vocalist before. And I, yeah, I wasn't so sure they'd be into it. But I, it so happens at, on the festival itself, I talked to William about it, and I talked to Roy. And they they both liked the idea, and um, but then the idea was okay. Now what to do? What kind of project to do? And uh, Lars and I discussed that, and he said, you know, just take your time and kind of come up with something that you think would really work. So he pretty much left it up to me, but also gave me the time to really. And he said, when the time is right, we, we will uh, we will know. You know, we we we'll work it all out and. And I started thinking. I said, "Well, this is a free jazz outfit, and um, I didn't think it would be the best. I did to do a lot of compositional material, and I didn't. And I wanted them to um, feel comfortable and whatever, whatever we approached. And uh, like I, I, I think I mentioned this a little bit in the liner notes. Um, for a long time, I had wanted, been wanting to do a Caribbean project. I mean, uh, that part of my background is really important to me, and I've never really uh, done much of it within my own musical output." Um, but it's very important. It, it um, uh, I value it a lot. It 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 gave me a different perspective of also living in the states um, and also o- always having something to counter and and sort of always giving me a different perspective. And um,
0: maybe one thing we can do here, in fact, yes. before we uh, return to the thread of how this album came to exist, yes. because uh, you already know your story and I've read the liner notes. Yeah. But for anyone who's just kind of listening as we flow along here, they won't understand what the connection oh, with right. you yes, um yes. and, and Trinidad and Tobago is. So maybe you can talk about that in your childhood?
1: Yeah, well it's it's um I spent a lot of my my mother was born and raised there and um and my father I was actually born in Grenada, but he was he was also raised there for a large portion of his childhood. And um and from a very small child I used to go there a lot, um for, for summers mainly. And uh and I just I don't know. I loved it there. It, it it's it was very different life than than here. And um, and I think I I think my the last summer I went there fishing. I think I was twelve or thirteen. And when my husband and I got married, we actually got married there. Oh wow. We went there to get married, and uh, which was uh, 1997. And that was great because that was the first time I had been back in a long, long time. And it was great to see family and just to have that sort of celebration there. And to also introduce my culture to my husband, because he you know we had talked about it, but he had never um, he had never even been to that part of the world anyway, so it was really a fascinating uh, uh, for for him and but also for me it was great but it also what I liked about going back was that I really felt immediately right into everything you know and um, but also my family is very Caribbean, so a lot of the culture has really been a part of my life, even though living, living here so um yeah, so that's so that so that's what the, where it comes from, and and uh, and I mean I'm first generation, so um, it's really close to the to the family. And actually, my aunt just came back from carnival because Trinidad has the second largest carnival after Rio in the world. Wow. So uh, she just can't so it's it's a it's still a very big part of who i am and and my background and now
0: am I too? right in remembering that it was your aunt who kind of helped reintroduce you to the yeah. culture here in the states? So. Yes, yeah,
1: she did because she used to like to hang out yeah <laughs> <laughs> she liked to hang out and uh um and also when because my mother was living here, and I'd go to the summer and uh so so in the summers when I was internet I'd hang out with my my aunt. I mean, we all we were all in my grandmother's house. Uh, my grandmother was not gonna party to Calypso, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, but my my aunt yeah did. And then when I was older, yeah, she took me out to all the parties here, and because there's a really like bustling scene here in in the city. And so she took me to all these things and immersed me, and, and, and uh, it was great. It was, uh, and I, for a few years, I just really hung out. But then after a while, I, I got no sleep because her and her friends uh, um, could definitely hang out much more than I did. <laughs> so after I started lacking a lot of sleep, then I had to, had to, right. you know, had to take, you know, step back. But uh, but it was a great, great, fun time. And still, we, I do things, yeah, now and then, yeah. John Gilman wants tobacco. His guitar wand string. He wants some money to buy some clothes to put on his naked skin. It ain't going to rain no more. It ain't going to rain no more. No matter what the old folks say, it ain't going to rain no more. When I'm up, I'm up. And when I'm down, I'm down. But when I'm only halfway up I'm neither up nor down John Gilman wants tobacco His guitar wants string He wants some money to buy some clothes To put on his naked skin It ain't going to rain no more It ain't going to rain no more No matter what the old folks say It ain't going to rain no more When I'm up, I'm up And when I'm down, I'm down But when I'm only halfway up I'm neither up nor down John Gilman wants tobacco His guitar wants string He wants some money to buy some clothes To put on his naked skin It ain't going to rain no more It ain't going to rain no more No matter what the old folks say It ain't going to rain no more when I'm up I'm up and when I'm down I'm down but when I'm only halfway up I'm neither up nor down. John Gilman wants tobacco, his guitar wants string, he wants some money to buy some clothes to put on his naked skin. Is Calypso
0: in that uh in the Trinidadian culture is that does it kind of suffuse the culture like we think of reggae in Jamaica or uh, that kind of... Or it's it's everywhere, or is it something that now... Is it a taste of a smaller group of people?
1: Well, everybody knows it. Everybody's in contact with it. But it doesn't play... The interesting thing is... Throughout most of the year, you do not hear calypsos on the radio in Trinidad. Okay, it really starts to come up around Christmas time when you start to move into the, the carnival season, and then they start to bring out the new carnival, the new the new uh, the new records for who's going for road march, which are all these different. There's lots of competition during carnival, um, and of, of which uh, calypsos are involved in, in some of them. Okay, and uh, so that's and so most of the year, people aren't aren't hearing them on the radio but it's such a part of the culture and you know for parties and things like that people play them but it's also um for my child it's very it's very different than, than for now i mean now there's soca which is sort of like the more upbeat uh, um dance oriented uh, version of, of calypso which a lot of younger people listen to and then there's soca chutney there's all these like different, right right uh derivations but um uh, i think uh, so I think normally speaking on an every day to day basis i 'm not sure how many Trinidadian people hear calypsos, but i don 't know it 's so embedded like it it it's just such a part of so everybody knows what they are everybody 's had contact with them, and everybody if they hear something, they know they can immediately they know where what it is and and uh and they understand it also right understand how to dance to it, how to react to it, It's just just a whole
0: whole thing with it well one thing I- I, I'm never shy about betraying my own ignorance because uh, that's I think what helps everybody figure out what's going on <laughs> in this show <laughs> yeah. um, the only two things I ever knew about Calypso or the only the only two ways I ever heard it were Sonny mm-hmm. Rollins and Harry Belafonte yeah. Yeah. I mean I'm in my late 30s so yeah. people now who are another generation past me who aren't jazz people yeah. probably don't even have that yeah, so to draw yeah. on anymore because who knows who Harry Belafonte is and if you don't listen to jazz you probably haven't heard Sonny Rollins so the one thing I was really surprised to learn as I was – and really it's just since I started listening to, to this record and then mm-hmm. investigating to prepare for this interview was the the political content that's yes. often there in Calypso that yes. is absolutely there on this record. Yeah, but that if – well, obviously Sonny doesn't play lyrics, so you, you couldn't get it that way. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think the kind of – I don't want to say anything about Harry Belafonte's interpretation because I don't know enough to to critique it except mm-hmm. to say that it always seemed to be very – uh, like mainstream audience mm-hmm. friendly, yes. right? Like yes. it's kind of yes. yeah. anybody can digest what I'm yes. giving you. Yes, And it seems like that was very much not the case no, where I didn't the real thing to... was concerned.
1: No, and I mean, what I say in a line of notes, and this is really true, I mean, it's it was the music of the people. It was a newspaper of the people. Mm. Um, That was um one of its main, original main social purposes and functions. It was, you know, a way to, um, for people to have a good time, but at the same time, really get the news of what's, what's really going on. And and, and, uh, and, not, and it had to, be, they had to be clever, because at a certain point, the government started to realize what these artists were doing, right. and the government didn't want uh, this news told. So then they had these censor boards, and a lot of, a lot of calypsonians um, you know, would, would put out a calypso and they would play in the tents. So a lot of the, um, just a little bit of the, how it kind of works with, with uh, fresh calypsos is that, uh, historically, is that you have a tent and it's a g- approaching Carnival, and that the calypsonians come and they perform the music in this tent, and then the audience, audience is really involved also, and they really kind of heckle or say or, ch- you know, whatever, show show very, very clearly what they feel about it. And uh, and so a lot of government boards were coming around to kind of hear, and depending on, on, on the tone in the Calypso or what it was talking about, when the record was put out, they might be banned from radio, for mm-hmm. example, if it was too... Um, too problematic or too confrontational or too much, whatever. And when um, are we
0: talking about? Do you know? What we're bit?
1: talking about, you know, throughout throughout most of the the, the 20th century. I mean, okay. from the time it was recorded, you know, from the 40s, sure. maybe even earlier in the 30s, um, um, up until, I guess, maybe the 70s and 80s. Okay. And, and um, I mean, I'm not, I have to, I'd have to check about now, but because of Soka, Soka is not as, I mean, it can be political, but it's not as political as the, these calypsos that that I'm focused on. Sure. Um, so, so yeah, but, but it's definitely political and, and it's definitely about letting the people know what's, what's going on. Yeah. And, 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 the, and what, what came up is because of the cleverly devised uh, strategies they came up with, the people that were listening also started to understand. So when the messages were, were, were being passed out, the, the audience has got it. And sometimes it took the, you know, the people who were listening on the censorship boards to, to figure it out. So it's also about how the language is coded and using a lot of, for example, double entendre or sort of you know, using another subject, but really you're talking about something else, right. and, et cetera.
0: Yeah. Which is so great because if you think, I mean, if, if Calypso is packaged in this country as like the tourist music yeah. of the islands, right. it's, it's beautiful to think of all the white tourists coming in from <laughs> other places and then, yeah. you know, yeah. that entire social structure is being critiqued in the music yes. that they're drinking there, yeah. whatever the drinks are. To.
1: Well, the interesting thing about Trinidad and Tobago in general is it's never been a tourist destination okay. as per se because, uh, it, in which Trinidadians are very happy, I, I can say, um, because uh, Trinidad had has oil. I mean, it's, it's it's not doing so well now, but it had also and it also has the, the only natural occurring pitch lake, so a tar lake in, in the world. so um, so it, it, people a lot of people come for carnival, but as a real tourist place, it's never been that kind of okay. place. People more go to Tobago. So, um, so in that sense, it wasn't so much being political against sort of tourism. There was um, during World War II, there was a, there were American troops in Trinidad, and like that song "Roman Coca Cola" is, is basically a, a critique. About the Trinidadian woman going with these, uh, right. going with these uh, American GIs. <laughs> 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 Although Andrew's, when the Andrew sisters say it doesn't cover that, yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly what they were thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah With the one yeah. fist in the air, the Andrew sisters. That was a very common, <laughs> common thing for them.
1: Yeah. So um,
0: it would be great, just as an aside, and maybe right. I'll even edit this out. But it would be really wonderful to do. An interview where we talk about the lost social protest history of the Andrews sisters as if it were real. <laughs> and just see, just put the show out there and just see how many people we could get to start trying to investigate this on Google. Yeah. And I never – did you know yeah. that about the Andrews sisters and that whole thing with Bing and how they were all – it was like a, a pro-marijuana legalization thing that Bing had going – uh, it's it all
1: subliminal. That's,
0: yeah. <laughs> right. that's that's another episode. Okay, so we get uh, we've got now in your background, your your family connection, and your own personal strong connection yes. to the area, and so now we're back up in the in the present day yes. where you're thinking about how to put together a project with uh, other yes. dimensions of music. Yes. And, and let me just say that that's Roy Campbell, Daniel Carter, William Parker, and Charles Downs, just yes. to make sure that we get their names out there. So uh, when did when did it strike you that? oh, wait, this is something I could attempt to do.
1: Well, I, I kind of, I wanted, I, I started thinking about, again, doing a Caribbean project, and then it hit me, I, I I don't know, I can't say the specific moment, but it hit me that instead of doing something with calypsos as a music, per se, to maybe, it would be a really strong idea to do something with just the lyrics. Okay. And to, and, and, in, and that way, the other dimensions in music will have a lot of freedom as to how they interpret Those lyrics, Um, and that will sort of keep their thing uh, the way it is, and and and, but also you know come over to what you know so I I thought it would be a good way to come together, Um, and then of course okay what lyrics but that's 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 the next story but um, and then when I decided that I talked to William and I I talked to everyone in the in the group and they all liked the idea which was amazing Um, and
0: were um, any of them familiar. With the music beyond the kind of surface familiarity. Well,
1: about- Roy Campbell is actually from the Caribbean as well. Oh, is he? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a half Trinidadian and I think half uh, Bajan, which is from Barbados. Okay. Um, so I'm not. We have. I'm not sure how much he's done with it, with his own music, but he definitely knows what he definitely knows what a Calypso is and, and all of that. So, but they all like the idea and they all like the the approach and the, you know just using the lyrics and not sort of we're not going to play tunes and also I didn't. I kind of wanted to focus on the lyrics because i thought i think that they're amazing um and i think they say some incredible things in, in in unique ways and um and also i thought it would be a better way to to highlight uh the true culture of trinidad and tobago instead of this um you know nothing against harry Belafonte, um you know but but I, it, I just wanted to sort of get to the more, give it more substance. and Sure. And, give it, and this is not, not more substance as opposed to Harry But I thought the lyrics, uh, putting that in front would give the music a lot more substance and give people some sort of insight into what people in Trinidad and to be able to think about and talk about and, you know, in a, in a very, uh, um, like, snapshots. Because this is like, like I say in the line notes, I mean, I could have... There's tons and tons of material right. I could have mined for this. So yeah, it sounds like um, there's
0: about 70 years or more of recorded yeah, calypso yeah. history. I mean, yes. that's a lot of time. Yeah. And
1: there's a lot of uh, and a lot of great lyrics and a lot of um, so I could. We can, I'm not saying we will go on and on, but we could.
0: <laughs> well, well, tell me about how you, I mean. So you've got uh, eight eight songs on yes. here. How did you f- distill down from all of that?
1: that um, I, I kind of it's, it was tough. It was really tough. But I kind of I, in the end I decided to pick pieces that. Um, highlighted different aspects of of, um, of 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 Trinidadian I don't want to say life but let's say Trinidadian ideas or identity. So, um, uh, Marianne was a, a great one to pick because it's a very popular one. A lot of people know that that uh, that piece. And I I didn't um, but that one I, I use very little lyrics actually. I just basically use lyrics of the chorus. Okay. And it's pretty much just a free improv, drawn uh, um, uh, throughout. And with uh, Three Friends Advice, Three Friends Advice is, is a, a great piece by Lord Executioner. I'm sorry, Lord Executor. And it's a, uh, now that as Eclipse so was amazing. It's from 1937. And the story was so vivid and dark. And uh, and goes into this whole idea of Shango, baptism, and Obia, which is sort of, um, which is similar to Santeria, but uh, Santeria in, in um, and, hmm. Uh, Voodoo, in in the sense of it's it's these are sort of old uh, religions that uh, um, that have very strong uh, connections to, to Africa, and in in, in Trinidad it's called uh, Sh- uh, Shango baptism, and uh, so that talked about that, and I wanted to express that. According my friends and relations they gave me their opinion one said join the shouters band another said to no be a man hi answer no going to get it I was and then uh, with um, Kitchener piece of Nora which is also a well-known clip so I wanted to talk about the immigrant experience from you know leaving where you're from and going somewhere and then not liking where you go which is a story I don't think gets told enough right um, you know so uh, and 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 not really being happy and wanting to go back to where you're from, <laughs> right? <laughs> and they're feeling totally okay with that. And, and so I wanted to talk about that perspective. And um, and then Soulfish is just a, more like a humorous uh, take on uh, Soulfish, and it could be double entendre. I don't want to, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to, uh, um, I'm not going to say it is. What is it?
0: This will be the first episode with an explicit tag on iTunes. For the... <laughs>
1: Um, but but it's just a great lyric and really funny about a, a, a national a dish that uh, Trinidad is like. But it's, it's a dish that's eaten pretty much all over Latin America and the Caribbean. It's also known as bacalao, yeah. And uh, and then John the the John Gilman wants tobacco and denied to be awake. Those are sort of were from field recordings. So those are actually the the two tunes on the record that actually have, have melodies and and I kept those intact in when I sing a cappella. I want to redo
0: with with the group. And John Gibbon um, wants tobacco. I had definitely heard before. I mean, that's yeah. one that seems yeah. to have crossed into the general consciousness.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that and that um, uh, and that I wanted to sing because that's like a real old folk. Uh, it's not not a calypso actually. Okay. Technically, it's it's more of a folk uh, folk song. Um, and I wanted to include that because it's also um, it's also part of the culture there and part of, of how you know we listen to, to music. And um, and then the night of the, of the wake is part of that is, as well, although a very dark, uh, right? <laughs> false, <huh? laughs> and uh, and now the other the, the more recent ones, which is an open, which is uh, to serve with love and um, and we is we because these those are more from the seventies, and it's interesting to talk about because there was a black power movement in Trinidad as well, and I think these these two uh, calypsos personify that. Yeah, to serve with love
0: doesn't leave much to the imagination. I mean, that's no, it that sets it right out. <laughs> no,
1: no, and and, and uh, because people were really angry at the time with, um, you know, with the prime minister that we had, uh, who was the founding prime minister of Trinidad and Tobago when we became independent, and uh, which and, happened uh, when roughly, sorry, nineteen sixty-two. Okay, yeah, and so, um, so I, I wanted to include that. I wanted, and yeah, so just that's. I think that one and and, and we were probably the two most like outwardly very political. Um, um, calypso's sure. and lyrics included on on the record, and uh, and then for we as we, I really I thought a lot about that one. Um, I decided to put in because for me this this um, personifies the uh, pride. Trinidadian people are really proud people, and this personifies the pride of accepting and loving where you are from,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and no matter what you look like, where you came from. And I thought that was really um important to to include because that's also very uh tragic. Yeah. yeah. That, that feeling of like, you know, uh who we who, this is where I'm born, this is where I'm from and I own this. And that's and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I included that. And and very political statement as well. Yeah. So
0: so can you talk about uh melding these lyrics together uh, with the musicians? What sure. what was that actual experience? Like I know you guys performed this live yes. before you recorded it all.
1: Yeah, also. we performed it live. Um I, I came up with some parameters uh for the pieces. Um some that we talked about, some I just uh and, and for example the bass line on uh on Louise weed sort of like that heartbeat. Um, that was just an idea for to get William and, and everything kinda hinged on it's this It's very simple um very simple things. So, so starting uh, an open letter with just the horns and sort of this call and response. Right. Um, just those, just sort of like simple devices, just to kind of give uh, give everything a different. And I basically uh, um, with the with the with the pieces, the tunes. I kind of went through them and kind of thought about what would what would be some nice uh, strategies to set them off. Sure. And and so that's what we we came up with, yeah. But and and but I have to say, I just want to say this: working with them was probably one of the easiest musical experiences. I mean, it was so easy and amazing to work with them. I mean, I don't know. It's it's one of those experiences where I had to explain so little, you know, and and they basically went along with you know, whatever I wanted to try, with no, and it was just great. I mean, I, you know, we when we did the recording session, um, my, oops, but when we did the recording session, we all felt, it was just, I don't know, like breathing. I really, I, I, I mean, I've had some great recording experiences, um, and, and this was really ranked high because it was just, it just felt like everything was in the right place. I don't know how, to, I can't, I'm not explaining it very yeah. well, but... It just felt so organic and 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 real and just sort of whatever, um, whatever it is I wanted to try. Whatever we were doing, you know, even in the middle of recording a piece, it, it just had this flow all the time. That it just made for for me, it made me feel so easy to express myself. Mm. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm what I'm getting to. Well, yeah. these,
0: I mean, the members of this band, uh, you know, taken as a as a whole, have a couple of centuries of experimentation and and oh all God. different kinds of music yeah. uh under their belts yes. so yeah. these are definitely seem like people who can flow with whatever is happening in the moment
1: yeah i mean it was an honor for me i mean the these gentlemen um know so much more than i do and and they were so nice and so generous and i mean you know like i said i just started start this interview they'd never done a project like you know within this group with a vocalist and um and they were just from the very beginning, you know. And I have to admit it was for me. I was you know, when Laura started suggesting, I was like, Hmm <laughs> Uh I like the idea. Are they gonna like this idea? But um but they, they really did. And 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 not just slip service, they they really did and they um and they showed it with the music and just the whole just the whole attitude to the project and we've actually I'm gonna play with them on May seventh, uh in this in the University of the Streets. We're gonna do a Oh, great. yeah. So they've been and um, there's some plans to do some other things as well. So, well, so I guess we'll I know see. where I'll be on May 7. <laughs>
0: <Now, laughs> is, is there any plan to uh, to play this in any uh, setting inside the Trinidadian community here in New York or elsewhere?
1: Um, I haven't I haven't tried to do that yet. You know, it's funny I let my um, um I let my
0: aunt hear that, this project,
1: and, and she loved it. She thought it was great, and and. A few Trinidadian people like since then have heard And they really, really like it But I haven't, I don't know It's, just a, good, it's a good question I have to think about it If, if it's um, if it's something to pursue yeah. Yeah. yeah Yes I beg you to leave me, Nora I'm going back to my country I beg you to leave me I'm going back to my country I'm tired with London. I can't hear the steel band beating in John John. I'm getting homesick. I'm feeling sad. I want my passage and I'm going back to Trinidad. I beg you to leave me, Nora. I'm going back to my country. I beg you to leave me. I'm going back to my country. I'm tired with London. I can't. Hear this steel band beating in John John. I'm getting homesick. I'm feeling sad. I want my passage and I'm going back to Trinidad. I want my passage and I'm going back to Trinidad. I want my passage and I'm going back to Trinidad. I want my package and I'm going back to Trinidad. I'm going back, ha uh, ha! Uh, I'm going back, ha uh, I'm uh, going back, i uh, 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 going back, I'm uh, 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 going back, ha uh, i uh, uh, going back, I'm uh, 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 going back, go, I go, I going back. I want my passage, and i going back to Trinidad. I go, 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 go,
0: go. One thing, uh, this—the opening of this record, literally the opening seconds—are yeah. so arresting. And and they lead me not only – they actually lead me maybe even a little bit away from this record, which is just to talk about you as a singer and how how fearless you are, which is one of the things I really love about your singing. Because this record opens with this uh, – I can't describe it. People should just buy the record and listen to it. And in fact, this is how the show will open. So uh, they will have heard the opening of this record. But it's just this this really kind of – Keening wail, This incredible Incredibly powerful Strong Sound at the beginning And so much of Of listening to you For me Is about that Like Straight Into your bones Kind of Feeling When you sing That I really love And so I wanted to ask you About that Because it's uh, You seem to sing From a place Of um, Of uh, Self-assuredness Of self-awareness And what you can About what you can do With your voice And about how to uh, reach out to the listeners using that. So I just wanted to ask if that's something that's been hard won, something that's taken a long time to get to, or uh, if that's mm-hmm. even an ac- accurate characterization of how you <laughs> feel about yourself.
1: Well, no, I, do, I don't think I'm amazing, no. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, it's, a, it's a good question. I've really been busy, I have say, the last few years in in connecting and trying to um, connect with um well, first and foremost, who I'm playing with, uh, and, and and to get that connection across to to an audience, and um, and I hope it gets better because uh, I I also realize that because of the kind of music I like to do, that it can be maybe a little bit more difficult for an audience if if not additional attention is paid to you know how I how I sing and how I you know, and I really I really try to be strong because I, I've I've discovered myself, also because I also curate a vocal series, one of the things I've discovered from curating that series is that um, I may not always be madly in love with the particular artist or or the music that they're doing, but when it's really strong, it's the best. And an audience always responds to that. And, um, you know, taste notwithstanding, an audience will always respond to that. So that's also my, is, is trying to, is to make sure that, um, when I do something, I do it with conviction, and I'm, like, I'm, I'm, and I'm there, you know, whatever. Uh, so that's what I've been working on. So if that comes across, that's great. <laughs> 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 because, yeah, it, 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 uh, I, I, I really, I don't know, I sort of made a discovery maybe five, six years ago that um, it's this whole idea of being honest, and, that, um, and, and being, in order to be honest within your music, you have to be honest with yourself and that's not always easy to do but i i realized that yeah it it was necessary for me to be more honest with myself painful or not um if i wanted to be in this place where it's easier to genuinely connect mm. because i'm not interested in just putting on a, a show um and and uh, and hopefully that bit of soul searching and looking you know has has, has helped that
0: so. and when you say to be honest uh with yourself yeah. uh and we can we can restrict this to your musical life so that you don't have to have an encounter session with me here at my <laughs> my parents' dining room table. But um, uh, does that mean r- really looking at uh, where your strengths and weaknesses lie as a performer? Or what yeah, do you- it's a
1: combination. It's also looking at what you... Uh, fundamentally, it's looking at what you really want to say, mm. I think. It's really what is it as a as an artist or a singer or a musician that you really want to say, and are you saying it? And... Um, and this is a question I put out. Like, if if I'm trying to communicate to if I'm trying to communicate to an audience and the audience doesn't get it, whose fault is it? Well, I think it's my fault um, because the audience doesn't know. They're just sitting there. They don't know. They don't necessarily know what's coming at them. So if they don't get it, um, I need to look at that. If it's really important for me that somebody gets what I'm trying to say, it's like in a conversation we're having an interview. If you don't get what I'm trying to say, that's. I mean, you can ask okay for clarification, right? But, um, so that's what I mean, and and what is it you really, really? What do I really want to say? And in the case of this project, um, I wanted to just give a, a, a say. Let's say a, a a depiction of the of Trinidad and Tobago with a bit wider breath, sure, a, and 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 um, and hopefully you know do it proud. But but that wasn't the original. Not so much do it proud, but just. Um, just in an honest way, you know, in a sort of honest uh, depiction of different facets of life and how people feel about things um, that may be applied to things here, but maybe in some ways don't, and, and it shouldn't also. Yeah. Not in all ways. So, um, so that was the idea with, with, with trying to, with this particular project. And so that's where I would start. So if I, and if, if I'm not sure of what I want to say or if for, for I feel like what I, what I want to say is not coming across strongly, then yeah, I need to look at myself.
0: But I think it's also fair to expect the audience to do some work, too. I mean, I think we've really developed this culture of, like, lay back and absorb, yeah. you know, f- uh, from television or from whatever else, that we we just go, we shut off our brains, yeah. and the performers perform yes. at us. But uh, someone said on this show once they think that their best musical experiences have been when the audience has been forced to do a little work, too. And I think it's fine to – to ask the audience to invest themselves emotionally—that yeah. might just—that might even be something as simple as like by listening. Yes, yeah. which is yeah. often a rare. I was just at a show last night where, like, for the first twenty minutes, everyone around me was talking, and it was yeah. in this very small setting. It was yeah. very obvious. You could see the musicians on stage looking at the audience, yeah. and so then they played something incredibly quiet that yeah. exposed everyone speaking. Everyone shut up. And helps. then it was fine, yeah. right? It was yeah. like Bob Dylan mumbling until yeah. you know people stopped talking, so he can yeah. you know just proves that he was mumbling, he wasn't saying anything. And I don't mean when he was singing, although that might be an accurate <laughs> critique also. But, but anyway, I get to come back now from this long sermon. Uh, so it seems to me fair to expect the audience – or not to expect, but to think that it seems to me okay to yeah. want the audience to at least take some step towards Jesus
1: oh, I Oh, I, I agree. But at the end of the day, um, if – okay. As a, when I'm an audience member um, – and I don't talk normally – <laughs> but uh but if i'm an audience member at at somebody i've never seen before and i've never heard before and i don't know anything about um the what's what's going to what's going to get me is is uh is 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 a performer and yeah and i will get always you know i think it's important to be respectful and to kind of take in what's going on but at a certain moment if i start to zone out uh i mean is that my fault as right. an audience member um I mean, I've gone to see things where I had no idea, um, and, and more and more, I try to do this more and more. I actually have actually, no idea what I'm going to go see, so that I can just be surprised, and I like that better, because then I, I'm unprepared, and then when it hits me, it just hits me, and I have no, and then it's, that's amazing. So um, I I think for myself, I mean, I would love the audience to do some work, and it would be great. But but I also find that if if you do something really um, strong and you and it's a strong presentation, that um, the audience will be with you. I, just a small aside: I, I recently um, sung a song a cappella for a friend of mine for a fashion show, and we had this discussion because he was really nervous. Because he, um, because he knew everybody else so would have like these DJs on boom, 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 and I said to him, I said, well, I think it could work, but I have to get them in the few, first like ten seconds. You know, so I have to be strong. I said, if I'm strong, I think it'll work, and it, it, it did work out fine. But, it, but it was, but it was, you know, it was that kind of situation. But it's it's nice to play with these things and, yeah. and to see. And he in the end was happy, but he was nervous about right. it. He was <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people, you know, and um, but but people really liked it, and I, because it was also so different from what everybody else was doing, right? That was also my my reason. I said like, it's gonna be really different, so if we manage to get them, it can be really strong, yeah. And it turned out to be okay, so um, but if they didn't like me, I don't know if I could blame them, you know what I'm saying? Then right. I, would, I would have to say, well, maybe I didn't really bring it, you know, just to use that expression, um, and so. I don't know it's it's complicated but in my in my mind i feel like it's my responsibility to at least bring it strong and then if i do and if people still don't like it or people have you know that's then that's just about more you know just a taste thing or it just didn't it's just not their thing um but i do i do look at that for myself yeah so fish stew is what i like so do do give me day and night Your food, so don't find me rude. My favorite, I'm sure everybody here already tasted salt fish. Nothing in the world is sweeter than salt fish, English color pigeon salt fish. It's sweeter than meat. When you want to eat, oh man, saltfish is sweet. Very well, I like the taste, though the smell sometimes is out of place. It's hard to take, but make no mistake. I want you to know it because it's extra sweet, it's smelling so salt fish big money does run behind it salt fish man does stick up man to find it huh. salt fish it's sweeter than meat mm-hmm. when you want to eat
0: I want to talk about the uh, uh both your favorite victor ensemble and uh, mention the ex- exposed blues duo, which yes. apparently is hard to say. Um, but can you uh, can you just say a word about what you were doing immediately before you came over here today, which sounded really uh, like a fascinating project? Oh my project. god. This
1: is, I'm involved with a project with a, a great vocalist named Ayelet uh, Rose Gottlieb. And she's organized seven vocalists for uh, to accompany an installation, an art installation. Um, to be held at a later date. I don't know any more details about that, but, <laughs> um, but it's a really cool concept because the, the art installation is a pretty homogenous uh, piece of work. It's beautiful. And, it's, and and this whole idea with this project where is, is that the voices be as very individualistic and distinct as possible. And, uh, and, and our voices will go into the installation, so I'm really excited about that. Yeah. And
0: have you done other work like that that's uh, informed by visual arts? <laughs>
1: Um, not really, but I'd like to do some more of it. yeah, actually, I have an idea for a pro- if it happens to be a few years on road, but I have an idea for a project that would involve more of a multimedia um, uh, um uh, angle but uh, but I haven't done as much as I, I was I would like to yeah
0: yeah, so yeah, it seems like a cool uh a cool pairing. Yeah. Um So I saw you not too long ago uh, working on new music for the Faye Victor Ensemble. Can you yes. talk about that?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. It's really coming together. I think when you saw us, we didn't have Michael. We didn't have Michael T.A. Thompson right. with us. He was on tour with uh, Charles Gale. And uh, we played last Saturday at uh, University of the Streets, and it went really well. I mean, um, uh, you know, I guess when it's finished, when your own music, it's you know, you get – I'm a stickler for certain things and uh but I thought overall the presentation was good and um I'm really excited with the new music especially now because it's a lot more um rhythmically I think it's changed in a, it, for, for the better and also it's a lot more instrumental passages for the for the for the band um where I'm not singing um which is new that's actually composed it's not not just free improv uh, material and um so I'm I'm really and I and I think the I think the songs themselves are also have much more bite. <laughs> 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 so I'm, I'm really excited, and we're, we're planning to record in, in June, as, as the plan is right now. That's
0: so, great. Yeah, and tell people who's in the band.
1: Oh, that's right. Uh, Anders Nilsson on guitar, and uh, Ken Filiano on the bass, and Michael T. A. Thompson on drums. That'll yes. do. That
0: is a, quite a band. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, would you say more about uh, the the rhythmic changes? How how things are changing rhythmically? I know it's sometimes hard to quantify um, that stuff.
1: Well, we've, let's say we've there's more parts written now for 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 TA. Okay. Yeah, and that didn't happen so much before. I mean, it was also we all had like sort of this idea, okay, we want this rhythmic idea, and then he would have the freedom to sort of um, work within that framework. And now it's much more specific. And um, like for example, there's this tune we we're doing now. It's called Robot Clown, and that's a tune that actually I think maybe one third of it is sung, and the rest of it is all instrumental with these sort of sixteen note patterns that Andres and uh, Ken are playing, and then and then Ta around it is playing these very sort of it's, it's a very jagged, uh, angular piece, and uh, so uh, so in that way it's, it's changing, and so and the free improvs also are much more, um, are more guided. I mean, and not 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 in sort of not like it has to, you have to play this, but uh, much more of an arc I think, and so. I think, I, don't know, I think as a band, we sort of are um, fine-tuning things in a really good way, yeah, and the music as well.
0: And is this happening as the result of the natural evolution that happens because you've been playing together a while now? I
1: think that's part of it, but also I think it's the writing of, that Yochama and I are doing. Um, I think um, we also, what, we're, what, we're, what we're, has been a lot more involved in the writing now is uh, using sort of counterpoint as well. Um, which was not there so much before, I think before our charts were more just more or less tunes with chord changes, and that 's that 's really going away. um We still have a couple of those but <laughs> 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 um but it 's much more um more through composed or and the improvisation sections are um we hope it doesn 't come across from a from the listening standpoint, but the improvisational sections are much clearer within the pieces and uh um and and just everything from the ground up is much more um more composed, yeah.
0: I can think of ways in which that would make it both more and less demanding as yeah. a performer. Is it a, a mix of those?
1: Um, right now, it's pretty demanding because I'm, you know, I have to make sure. I'm, you know, so we're we're still developing, and so so I have to make sure that everything is uh, together. But I think once we, we get past the point where we're really off the page, we're still on the we're still on the point that we are a little bit on the page still. You know, we're still reading, and and, uh, and I think once once that is gone, it's gonna be it's gonna be much easier. Yeah, yeah, I think so.
0: Another project that you're involved with, uh, and when I mentioned that you were coming over here today, um, my friend, uh, the promoter Matt Marowitz, mentioned how much he loves this uh, this record as the Exposed Blues Duo. We yes. talk about this project.
1: That's a pretty. I really, I'm enjoying that project, and but it sort of um, gradually. It started. Um, we got. I got an invitation to do a festival in France in 2007, and uh, and the. Focus of the the festival, or the theme was was the blues, and they invited different people from from all over the world. It was an international festival, and um, Andres and I went, and we had never um, done this, so we kind of came up with some ideas about what to do. And years ago, when I was living in Amsterdam, my husband and I started a group called Blues on the Flip Side, which was this idea of taking blues-based music. And, uh, and trying to, you know, start a band with that and, you know, develop some repertoire. And, um, and we took it from all, all sides. Uh, I think we had a Mingus tune, we had Hendrix, we had a Doors, we even had a Paul Butterfield, eight, I mean, just Paul Butterfield, not not Paul Butterfield eight, so. <laughs> 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 and, um, uh And then so Anders and I, we just, you know, we didn't have a lot of time. I think we had a couple of months, maybe three months. So we, we put, I mean, we sort of, you know, went through some tunes and then we came up with an approach which was to kind of just really make them elastic and flow in and out of them and, and just kind of really make it more with, uh, um, just make, make the presentation more uh, more organic and not just kind of move from tune to tune to tune to tune. And um, I went to France, and uh, we did, I guess, three or four concerts. And the fourth concert, we really, it got it together. Sure. Fortunately for us, that was the last, and it was the big concert, so... Um, and people really responded. It was amazing. It was great. People uh, loved it. And actually, I think it was three or four encores. I was like, whoa, okay, maybe, maybe there's something to this. <laughs> know. So, um, so then we, we just started, to, you know, we came back and, you know, I was working, doing Glen like gigs in the 55 bar and I booked us in there a couple of times and different things and, it just really, you know, started developing in a nice, nice way, and then we decided um, to make a record. We recorded that in my home, actually. Uh, let's put, let's put it on record and 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 see. And we made a recording, and, and it, was, it went really well. And then we decided to put it out. And, and uh, yeah, it's been an interesting reaction with it. Um, yeah, I think people, some people really like it, and I'm, I'm not. Uh, yeah, but it's it's uh it's sort of my and Andre's take on on the on the blues. And i honest, I am not a blues musician. I think the blues is an art form in and of itself, and I would never um insult anyone by calling myself a blues musician, but I love the blues, and it does inform a lot of what I do and Anders as well and so um so our take is very very, very different and um but so much fun, yeah, yeah. To sort of exp- ex- explore these uh especially the exploring sort of the blues like blue monk or, or mood indigo and and uh, now we're adding um actually some 70s uh, tunes we're adding a tune from argent which is wow. great hold your head high it's oh a yeah yeah great tune and we've added uh, a tune from free um all right now and uh so we're you know and and also we added some wc handy tunes so we're sort of like uh just trying different, and it's a really free angle so to just sort of um find really interesting music you think works within the within the concept and, and, and just go at it and see which you can go. So that's what's really, really great. So the last, we did a gig in Barbez, and it's funny, we, we finished the Argent tune, and then we went into WC Handy tune. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the first time in the history of the world.
1: <laughs> but people, the audience dug it. They didn't like the audience. You know, I, even I, I think I said something about it. Everybody else was like, no, it totally made sense to us. So so that's that's nice, <laughs> that's you know, great. because uh you wouldn't think, but um but it's, it's it's so yeah, and that's and I think that's overall my in general my my approach that everything is everything. Yeah. And 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 there's no uh I'm not the jazz police for myself. I mean, it's it's everything's is, is is open for exploration as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um and uh so it's nice that uh, they, that particular audience <laughs> felt that <way> too. <laughs>
0: that's great. So if people are listening to this in uh, roughly real time, uh, today, should I think, should be April 11th, 2011. So, uh, and, and tonight uh, is a night that they should be out seeing some music, and you can tell us what to go see.
1: Yeah, actually, the um, Evolving series, which was, which has been running at the Local 269 for the past two years, has, is officially going to move on this day. And uh, we're moving to Clemente Sotovelas, and that's 107th Suffolk Street, okay. um, corner between Rivington and Delancey. And uh, starting at 7 p.m. tonight, I'm going to be doing a duo with a great uh, bassist from the U.K. named Dominic Lash. Cool. And for the 8 p.m. set, it's going to be Tao Blackman and Jay Clayton. And then at 9 p.m., we have Charles Gale's trio. And then at 10 p.m., we're going to have Charles Gale is going to lead a conduction. So that should be a wow. great night of music, <laughs>
0: <laughs> an auspicious start to our yeah, new space. I guess so. Yeah, and tell people yeah. what the evolving series is. What its uh, its mission is.
1: Um, our, our mission, oh, is to sort of is to have a place and a series where experimental uh, music can can be performed on a regular basis, and it's half vocal, half uh, half instrumental, and it's been doing really really great. We've been having, I mean, oh, God, I don't have a list in front of me, but. We've had that's some amazing. amazing yeah. uh, I mean, just this past week, we had uh, we had Mary Halverson and John Hibbert. We had a uh, Corey Smythe and and uh, Chris DiMeglio. Um I mean, it's just it's just been uh, amazing to to do this series, and I'm so glad to be involved with it. And um, but basically, that's what it be. It sort of comes out of Arts for Arts, the Vision Festival, coming from that side of the music. But on the series, we we're a lot more open as well. So I mean, I've had we've had singer songwriters. We've had uh, uh, psychedelic noise uh, duos, etc. So it's basically, it's 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 a it's a place for musicians and vocalists who have a different point of view to come together and perform and and, and you know and join in community with us.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it seems uh, I've never been to one because it's only been a few weeks that I've been living here, but uh, I certainly will be going to them <laughs> starting tonight. Um, one of the things I, I've I've dug about it As is I've been reading the list of people who've been performing there is the way that they're kind of thrown together, which is yeah. great. I mean, you you know, from set to set. You're taking a totally different journey a lot of the time,
1: yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean we, we do try to kind of put some sort of cohesion to the to the <laughs> evenings um, it de- but it, it depends, but yeah it, it we go it goes in different different places, yeah, 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 so it's been a lot of fun. Yeah.
0: So, uh, and mention again uh, when uh, the uh, Kaiso Stories uh, band uh, is going to play. You mentioned that in May, right? Okay. Yeah, May
1: 7th, we're going to be University of the Streets. Um, the other Dimensions of Music will play two sets, 8 p.m. and 10 p.m. I'm only going to join them for the first set at okay. 8 p.m., yes.
0: And what else is coming up for you?
1: Gosh, and also in May, uh, May 23rd, I'm going to be at Cornelia Street. I'm really honored to be part of a great series called 21st Schizoid Music. Uh, put on by Frank Oteri, and I get to present two of my, of my groups that night at Cornelia Street, and I'm going to present my Jazz Ball project, which is a project that I, that I perform a mostly, at this point, mostly Herbie Nichols uh, pieces, um, and also some some Monk and a couple of originals, and then for the later set, it's going to be the Fay Victor Ensemble, and, and at that point, we should really be uh, off the page. So um, I hope people can come out to that as well. And the 3rd of May, I'm going to be University of the Streets with a new trio called the, called the Cauldron Trio. And this is with, Oscar uh, Noriega on reeds and Satoshi Takeshi on percussion. So, um, and we're going to play, I believe, the APM set, um, on May 3rd. And I think that's it. And, um, this will be before your recording, but, um, April 2nd I'm I'm going out to Philly to play with ICP so I'm really oh, wow. really 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 excited. <laughs> that is about very that. cool, yeah. Yeah, but this is before this look so cool. a wow, You that's can be edited out remember <laughs> but yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh, I'll also uh, remind folks that your website will be linked in the show notes to this show, so yes. they uh, can go there and always keep in touch with you and, and what you're doing musically.
1: Definitely, yes. Well, it's
0: obvious, uh, you know, both from the way I talk about your music and just from the fact that I mention it all the time, that I'm a huge fan of, of you and what you do as a, as a person and as a musician, and uh, it's, it's a great pleasure for me to have you back. Thanks for coming on the show.
1: Thank you so much, Jason. Yeah, it's so great to be here again. The Young People Colour crazy wearing fat head and dashiki They they want to know more about India some want to go back to Africa But I want them to start thinking and to stop this damn race searching For although we are a black pigment we culturally are different roti over in India they don't know about curry and kuchula they do not sell oysters by the kwece or dance our type of hose and Africans cannot beat a steel band most of them have never even seen a pan only you the Trinidadian know about the Obia man That is right here. You go find your identity. Hey, 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 hey. So that is right here. You go find your identity. Hey, 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 hey. Right here you go find your identity. Hey, 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 hey. And when you go away from this country, well, once they know you are a Trinidadian, they will say, "Sing a kaiso for me." Peter pan, make a what?
0: That's music from Faye Victor and her new album, "Kaiso Stories." I'm Jason Crane. This is the Jazz Session presented by AllaboutJazz.com, the web's leading source for jazz news, reviews, MP3 downloads, and more. Every episode of the show is available for free at TheJazzSession.com. You'll also find it in iTunes or using an RSS reader. And all of those links are at TheJazzSession.com, as well as the links to join and become a member, a financially supporting member of the show. A financial supporter of the show would have been a a simpler and more grammatically clear way to say that. So there you have that. So thanks again for listening. It's uh, it's great to have you here. So excited that you're listening to the show, and I certainly hope you'll become a member. And now, if you would please, get out there and support live jazz whenever and wherever you can. And come back next time for another conversation about jazz on The Jazz Session. Bye.